Hill Ministries, where our highest priority is making God real in your life. You can visit us online at womanatthewellministries.org. Now sit down with us as we look to the scriptures to learn more about God and to strengthen our daily walk with Jesus Christ. In our current series, we will be walking through the Psalms, picking out our favorite passages. We're focusing not only on what they say, but also on how they are an expression of worship. We will see how the Psalms encourage us to praise God for who he is and what he has done. We will point out the greatness of God and recognize his faithfulness to us in times of trouble. In other words, we are going to praise him, learn of him, and celebrate his goodness. Join us in this podcast of Women at the Well Ministries as Kim and Erica have a conversation as we walk through the scriptures, focusing today on Psalms 16. Hello, and thank you for joining us in this podcast of Women at the Well Ministries. I am Kim Miller of Women at the Well Ministries alongside Erica Close. And we are just so excited to be able to speak with you today as you watch Erica and I talk about what Psalm 16 means to us. And this is Erica's, one of her very favorite verses in scripture is found in Psalm 16. So I am excited uh, about how this conversation is going to go. But before we do that, let's pray. Our kind and most gracious to Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for your love and your mercy and your grace. Lord, we ask that you would open up the hearts and minds of each of us who are listening to this and We encourage us, Lord, to open up your word. The word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And so as we hold your precious word in our hands, Lord, we are visiting with you. We are spending time with you. And Lord, I would pray that we would gain from this time that we are together with you, that which you would have us to know. Lord, we love you. We praise you. And we earnestly thank you. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I love that you just said there that we thank you because I am so thankful that the Lord gives us what we need to understand his scriptures. That we know that if we but pray and ask for the understanding, he will give it to us. And I love that we get to spend these times just sort of playing in the scriptures. And we say that because it's fun but it's not something simple and it's not a game. It's allowing us to truly see what the Lord has done. And I love the Psalms. I know we talk about this all the time, but I love the Psalms because they're just so honest. And I love watching how the Lord talked to David and how David talked to the Lord because in all of that honesty, it lets me know that I can talk to him in the same way. So today we're in Psalms chapter 16, and uh, Kimmy was right. It does contain some verses in here that are some of my absolute favorite verses. So I'm excited to go through it. But first, I would like to ask Kim if she would read Psalm 16 for us uh, in its entirety. 
Preserve me, O God, for in thee do I put my trust. O my soul, thou hast said unto the Lord, Thou art my Lord. My goodness extendeth not to thee, but to the saints that are in the earth and to the excellent in whom is all my delight. Their sorrows shall be multiplied that hasten after another God. Their drink offerings of blood will I not offer, nor take up their names into my lips. The Lord is the portion of mine inheritance, and my cup thou maintainest my lot. The lines are fallen unto me in pleasant places. Yea, I have a goodly heritage. I will bless the Lord who has given me counsel. My reins also instruct me in the night seasons. I have set the Lord always before me, because he is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. Therefore my heart is glad, and my glory rejoiceth. My flesh also shall rest in hope. For thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. Thou wilt show me the path of life, and thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. This is such a rich psalm. And I love that it starts out with David asking the Lord to preserve him. You know, I love the idea of preservation because to me, preservation is being safe and being kept, but at the same time, preservation also is returning something to the way it was supposed to be. When I think of preserving, a, you know, restoring and preserving a home or a house, an old historic structure or something like that. It's taking it back to what it was supposed to be. And I think that when we ask the Lord to take care of us and to preserve us, we're also asking him to make us what he wanted us to be. I also think of preservation like salt. Yep. That preserves meat, but it's seasoned. Mm -hmm. And so it brings out the best. It makes sure that what's deep inside that is so good comes to the surface. And it makes it so that it doesn't spoil, right? Salt preservation yep. was so it couldn't spoil. And God does that with us. He brings out the very best in us. And sometimes it's a little salty. Sometimes it's a little uncomfortable, but he brings out in us that which we should be, and he intended for us to be. Verse 2, it says, O my soul, thou hast said unto the Lord, thou art my Lord, my goodness extendeth not to thee. And I love that because David's saying, you know, he has said, the Lord is my Lord, right? The Lord is mine. That Lord that I'm talking to is my Lord. But he's saying that his goodness isn't anything like the Lord's goodness. And that goodness that David has is nothing beyond the goodness that the Lord has given him. He sees very quickly in that what you just said, that his, anything that's good about him is about the Jesus that is in him, the God. Mm -hmm. And we have the Holy Spirit in us. Which David did David not have. David did not. 
And he could recognize that any good thing he was doing was what God had enabled him to do. We have the Holy Spirit. And Jesus went about doing good, we're told in the book of Acts. We need to go about doing good. And we can. can. (laughs) We can go about doing good. He says, but to the saints that are in the earth and to the excellent in in whom is all my delight. Right? The Lord delights in those, right? He delights in those who know him, who call him Lord, who love him. And he gives so many promises to his saints. I mean, he, he has a lot that he gives. The Bible says that I have not seen and ear hath not heard what lies in store for them that love him. I mean, we have so much to look forward to as Christians. You know, we have the promise he'll never leave us nor forsake us. We have the promise that he's coming again. He tells us, let not your heart be troubled. If you believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions, and if it were not so, I would have told you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. What a promise! Amen. This, in this psalm, uh, verse 4 is one of the few that I think has a warning to us. This verse talks about how sorrows are multiplied when we hasten after another God, and that's big. And I just thought of it came to me in Psalms chapter 37 and verse 28. He says, for the Lord loveth judgment and forsaketh not his saints. They are preserved forever. But the seed of the wicked shall be cut off. That verse is awesome. Where is it found again? Psalms 37, 28. Psalms 37, 28. All right. Got to make a note about that one. So in verse 4... He's not going to forsake us, but verse four makes it very clear that when we forsake him, that's when sorrow comes, right? Sorrow is the absence of the presence of God, right? It's sorrow is not being connected to the Lord. Sorrow is not trusting and, and resting in him. So verse four makes it clear that not being with the Lord is what gives us sorrow. But then we get to verse five. Right Then we get to this string of verses that is just promise after promise after promise. Verse 5 says, The Lord is the portion of mine inheritance and of my cup. Thou maintainest my lot. Now that's a confident statement. Absolutely. The Lord gives me my portion. And And he, he maintains it. And he maintains it. He takes care of it. He fills my cup. He gives me exactly what I need and takes care of the things that I have. And what a promise. We are so busy taking care of ourselves, trying to get this, trying to get that, make sure we have enough money, make sure we have this. And all of those are prudent things. We are to work. We are to make sure that we are productive citizens who contribute. And the Lord enables us to do that. But we need to know that that job we have, it's from him. That that car we drive is a gift. We didn't get the car. We didn't purchase the car. We simply use the funds God gives us to do that. And when we understand that God maintains our life, I think some of us might live a better life. 
Because it's not about riches and material goods. It's about peace and joy. And when we put our full trust in the Lord and we delight in the Lord, we will have all those things. He says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added unto you. We have got things in reverse and we've got the cart before the horse. We have got to get it in the correct order. And Jesus needs to be our delight. And in him, we need to put all of our trust And we need to acknowledge that it is he who is providing everything for us. He maintains us. He didn't create us and drop us off. (laughs) He created us. He died for us. And he maintains us. Now that is amazing. Amen. Amen. Verse 6 says, the lines are fallen unto me in pleasant places. I love that. (laughs) We must have boundaries in our lives that that we that we follow, right? The Lord has given us his scripture. His scripture has boundaries in it for us, for how we are to stay on the narrow road. But those boundary lines are in pleasant places. When we stay within the boundaries the Lord has given us, we've got a really good life. That's the abundant life he promised that he came to give us. And he says, those who love me, My commandments aren't grievous. Right. They're pleasant. Because he's not just giving us a list of do's and don'ts to be punitive. These are the keys to live in the abundant life and to have the joy and peace that God is asking of us. He says, yay, I have a goodly heritage. Right. My heritage is good. Because I have inherited it from the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Verse 7 says, I will bless the Lord who hath given me counsel. The Lord gives us counsel. It's the Lord that counsels us and our hearts into what we are supposed to do, where we are supposed to be, who we are supposed to be talking to, what we are supposed to say. And then verse the second part of verse 7, my reins also instruct me in the night seasons. I love that verse. I'm sure that it's part of my personality or how I live my life, but my greatest instructions often come in the middle of the night. I think it's the time that he gets my full attention. I'm sound asleep, and he wakes me up, and I haven't got any other distractions around me. And he gets me. And at that time, he instructs me in how it is that I am to be. And when you think about the fact that he gives us counsel, and he gives to all people liberally, he gives us wisdom. He's no respecter of persons, but we don't all give ourselves to him the same. Some of us don't listen to the counsel. Some of us don't even hear it because we're so far from him that we don't recognize his voice. But those who love him, who seek him, even though it might be the night season, can hear his instruction and they will heed it. I think part of heeding his instruction is what's found in verse 8 where he says, I've set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. 
Our right hand is never very far away from us, right? Depending on how long our arms are. Especially right? not me. Our right hand is never very far. And when we keep the Lord close, we will not be moved. To me, that says we will not be moved beyond the boundaries or beyond the council, right? We will not be moved beyond where he wants us to be, and we will not be doing what he doesn't want us to do. Amen. If we set him before us. And when that is our life, we get verse 9. Therefore, my heart is glad, and my glory rejoiceth, and my flesh also shall rest in hope. We were not meant to live a sinful, wicked life. We were not created to hang out in the ways of the devil. So we're not comfortable there. And we as Christians, we know for a fact that this world is not our home. And what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? If we want the peace of God and the joy unspeakable and full of glory that the scriptures talk about, and if we want the abundant life he came to give us, we got to live with our flesh settled in the hope of who Jesus is. Amen. Because he promises us, he says in verse 10, thou wilt not leave my soul in hell. Hallelujah. Neither wilt thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. Right? We, we've been talking about Easter. We've been talking about how the Lord couldn't look upon sin. Right? This promise here says that the Lord, if we know him, is not going to leave us in hell. He's not going to. That place was never intended for us, and he's not going to leave us there if we know him as our personal savior. And he's not going to suffer himself to have to look upon our sin because he gave us Jesus. So he sees the blood of Jesus. Amen. He doesn't see our sin. He sees our potential through the blood. Amen. And I love that he says, thou wilt show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. I love knowing that all I have to do is follow. He will counsel and instruct me, and in doing so, present to me the path I am to follow. And when I submit myself to him and follow what he asks. I will be in his presence because that's where he is. And I won't be over here on Sin Lane. I'll be on Blessing Avenue. And when I am there, there are pleasures that cannot be found anywhere else. I believe the writer of the hymn in the garden had to have understood this psalm because he speaks with, and he speaks. He walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me I am his own. And he says, that conversation that you have None other has ever ever known. known. It's personal. 
Oh, how he loves you, and oh, how he loves me. It is our prayer that you have enjoyed Psalm 16. We would love it if you would spend some time in Psalm 16. And as God speaks to your heart, if you would connect with us using our Woman at the Well app or on our website and shoot us an email or send us a text or however you choose to let us know what God speaks to your heart in Psalms chapter 16. But please know that you are loved. Jesus loves you. Thank you all for joining us today in this program of Woman at the Well Ministries. We pray that it has been a blessing to you, and we encourage you to reach out to us through our website or our Facebook page. You can find us at watwm.org and at facebook.com slash watwm where you will find devotions and many additional Bible resources to enhance your personal walk with God. Woman of the Well Ministries is a nonprofit organization dedicated to serving our Heavenly Father, and it is through your loving and generous support that our ministry continues to bless others. If you would like to partner with Woman of the Well Ministries, please visit our website at watwm.org. We would like to thank the gospel group Fudge Creek for letting us play their hit song, Happy Girl greatly appreciate your prayers. Know that we pray for our listeners. Remember that God loves you and you are loved. Good.